raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is an investigative reporter for the Daily Signal. He also has a nightly program, the Tony Kennett Cast, 7 o'clock every Monday through Friday, right after our show here at 93 WIBC. Tony Kennett, how are you? I'm doing stellar, gentlemen. How are you? Good, man. Good. So I want to get your thoughts on New Hampshire last night. We had set a point spread for a margin of victory. And even though we were a little too high on the actual margin of victory. Uh, what was it? What were we saying? 20? We set the line at 20 and a half. Okay. And it was only oh, 11. 11. Well, still double digits. Because there was an insane amount of quote-unquote non-Republicans that voted in this New Hampshire primary, and Donald Trump still won by double digits, Tony. What do you take away from last night? Well, first of all, I take away two things. Number one, I'm laughing and just uncontrollably because even with all of the independents and the Democrats who very openly told CNN, MSNBC, uh, some of the Wall Street journalist individuals who were there polling, uh, that they were voting for Nikki Haley, though they weren't Republicans, it was not enough to beat Donald Trump. Right. This isn't some conspiracy theory that Nigel and I you know, have been talking about. This was on camera. These people admitted as such to CNN and MSNBC. And I already had a call with a county GOP head this morning in which he tried to say, well, she still has a fighting chance. And I called him stupid because that's a very (laughs) stupid thing to say. Nikki Haley has no fighting chance. She's unpopular with the GOP. She's unpopular for one reason. She appears very slimy and sleazy. And in an age where Republicans are tired of being lectured about, oh, you're so racist. Oh, you're so insert whatever you want here. Phobic. They're tired of her getting in front of crowds and going, when I was little, I was made fun of every day because I was neither white nor black. I was brown. And then you look at her child photos and she looks like every like TV sitcom person from the 80s. Right. Right. Looks like she could have been a Saved by the Bell extra. Yes, it, that's exactly what came to my mind. I'm, I'm expecting her to waltz down the stair, point at the camera and go, stupid, in an anti-drug PSA. <laughs> like, no, Republicans just don't want that. And they also don't want corporate subsidies out the butt to companies that are tickling the chin of China. That's not what people are looking for. And that's what she has come to embody. People think Trump is the incumbent. So that's the takeaway from New Hampshire. The primary's over. I will say this for, for Hammer. Allison told me about 15 minutes before we went on the air uh, for my show last night that you said you were going to call it by 8.30. I beat you to the punch, and I called it at 7.15. So <laughs> you can go ahead and send royalties to my house in Greenfield. I'll be waiting. What did you think of when you saw the, uh, the quote, lady in the fancy dress uh, get up and say, well, you know, uh, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. At this point, Nikki Haley truly is like the Chris Christie of this, uh, this race, isn't it? Her, her only function is to be a conduit for Joe Biden and the Democrats and to go against Trump. I got to tell you, I uh, there, there. This is a rare moment, but there are a few times when I genuinely agree with off the cuff Donald Trump just to the media interview, and that was uh, 
I cannot remember which outlet, forgive me, but someone asked Trump last night when he was outside one of the polling places in New Hampshire, you know, do you think Nikki Haley should stay in? And Trump goes, I think she can do whatever the heck she wants. I don't care. <laughs> and I think Saw that's that. the take. It just makes him look better. Every time she gets up and says the the thing about how, oh, it's so hard being brown in America, or I'm going to make people on social media get licenses in order to get on social media, or I'm going to give land to China. That makes Trump look just that much better. So by all means. But aren't we talking about the big picture, though? Like, if you're somebody that desperately wants a change in leadership at the White House, wouldn't it be refreshing to have all of this crap behind us now, have the candidate, and start going all in on Joe Biden and some of these swing states? Well, as I've said, and as you guys have said, I mean, the primary is over. There are very few Americans, if any at all. I mean, even individuals that are in the major leadership positions in South Carolina are coming out and saying, look, primary is over. Haley has no chance of winning South Carolina. That's the state she was the former governor of. So I'm, the first female, the first female governor of South Carolina, first female brown governor. Let's if we're going to do this, let's do it right. <laughs> First female brown governor who has five Indians on her mother's side, four black people on her father. You got to guys get the whole DEI framework up, all of the struggles anyone's ever had all lined up. Yeah. So, I mean, instead of her dropping out, now Trump has to go to Nevada. He has to go to South Carolina when he could be in in Pittsburgh right now or, or one of these other big states that are very important. I mean, I I guess, but as far as the mainline campaigning for the general, my main argument is this. The people who are going to come out and vote for Trump already know they're coming out to vote for Trump. This election is all about the Democrats getting people to come vote for Joe Biden. Everyone who's coming to vote for Trump, we're already registered. Everybody's already ready to go. You're not going to get someone who wanders into a Trump rally who doesn't know if they're voting for Trump. (laughs) In 2009, this isn't how that works anymore. So what do you make of the way that the media apparatus has been covering so far the Iowa and New Hampshire elections? Because twice now, Rachel Maddow has almost been in tears. <laughs> there's there's an episode of The Office where Michael makes some like bad decisions, like things that he wanted for The Office. And then he suddenly has to act like he never wanted those things at all. And that's what the media is doing. The media wanted Trump to be the nominee because they thought this guy is the easiest target. Only now what they have done is they have created their own Frankenstein and what looks like is going to be their own destruction by propping Trump up again against Joe Biden. This time the tables are flipped and uh, it looks like Biden has been so bad Everyone's reminiscing about Trump and the media is like, oh, God, what have we done? What have we done? What have we done? And seeing Joy Reid and Rachel Maddow cry on national television, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just a Tuesday well spent, gentlemen. But the, the strategy from corporate mainstream media is to shame the Trump voter, not only going after Donald Trump, but even more so talking about how extremists his voters are. Is that a good strategy? It, no, it's not a good strategy. It didn't work last time. But actually, I have a question for you guys, because you guys have been cataloging all of the stupid stuff that Biden has said as he's gotten more aggressive in his dementia. What do you guys think now that we're looking at 
um, a media who's trying to actually, oh, it's Trump who has dementia, not Biden. Oh, yeah. I mean, are, 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 is anyone buying that? That, to me, is a Hail Mary. That's what happens when it's fourth yep. and uh, 25. You've got the ball in your own territory. Nothing's going right. So might as well just chuck it down the field and hope for a miracle. You're going to need a lot more than Rudy to get that ball across. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Tony Kinnett from the Tony Kinnett cast, 7 o'clock here at 93 WIBC. He's our guest. All right, let's switch gears to something that is totally in your wheelhouse, education in Indiana. And we're going to go to Butler University. You have been following a story with Butler University for a while. Now, for those who may be tuning in for the very first time, start from the beginning. What happened at Butler and what's the update? No problem. Three days after Hamas massacred uh, over a thousand Israeli citizens in rape and brutal fashion, the Students for Justice in Palestine chapter at Butler, the same organization that around in other universities has been banned for uh, harassment, for very serious violent threats, not to mention uh, racial discrimination and vandalism. Um, This chapter decided to host a rally that we at WIBC and The Daily Signal covered live on Monument Circle. At this rally, the Students for Justice in Palestine chapter was chanting things like, not a victim, not a crime, which is saying that because they don't see Israel as a victim, therefore it wasn't a crime for all of that raping and murdering that Hamas did. I remember that because you were filling in for Nigel that day, Tony, and you and I both walked downstairs, walked out on Monument Circle, and we witnessed it with our own eyes. I'll never forget the look on your face when they screamed that loud and you just looked at me and was like, well, damn. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it was real. that insane. Right. And so uh, the Butler College Republican chapter condemned it. That's it. They said, hey, look, this vi- as an official student event for Butler University from an official student organization, that violates Butler's non-discrimination policy. Therefore, they should lose their special student organization status. And instead of Butler investigating the Students for Justice in Palestine, Azure Swinford, who is one of their DEI coordinators and their Title IX coordinators, investigated the college Republicans (laughs) for complaining about it. And that investigation lasted three whole months with nothing. And I mean, no kind of an update, just vague threats that Butler may get a warning. Maybe they'll get kicked out of campus because apparently that insinuated violence towards Palestinian wow. students. So that Unbelievable. Was the story to this whole thing. Yeah. So, what's the update here? The update is that Butler, after some pressure from yours truly at the Daily Signal and WIBC, as well as uh, a letter from Representative Jim Banks from the Education Committee in the House saying, uh, You receive federal money, you probably should divulge some of this investigation that sounds unethical. The Butler University DEI office has suddenly announced that they are dropping all of the charges against college Republicans because <laughs> there was no evidence for an investigation in the first place. Well, what, what about the other group that was changing those awful things? Well, see, that's a private matter. And as the director oh. of the told me, we don't actually give details on really private matters. Oh, you know, anti-Semitism is kind of a personal issue, you know, so who cares about the Jews or whatever? And br- big picture, bringing this back to Donald Trump, this is the type of stuff why people, specifically Republicans and conservatives, they want a fighter. They want somebody to counterpunch back and say, no, you're not going to bully us and talk crap about 
about us. We're going to fight back here. That's what's happening right now with the conservative base in this country. And this is one of the reasons that I hear a lot of people, including some of our friends, who are really upset that the Republican Party has this mindset of revenge. They say, how could Republicans want revenge? And they clutch all of their pearls. And they're like, that's just terrible. How We need to be stoic and, and kind and sweet. And uh, what they forget is that the common American who has been crapped on for decades. Thank you. Being painted as the picture of Hitler, the picture of the devil, whatever person we can paint them as. They're tired of it. Right. And so, yeah, they want a guy who's going to get in there and throw some punches because they see punches to be thrown. In the summer of love in 2020, everything was my fault because I'm a pasty white dude. (laughs) I didn't break any laws. I was sitting at home gambling on sports. But yet people wanted people like us to apologize. And I think there's a large amount of people, Tony, that are just done with that crap. That's why I love when uh, in, journalists from the Indianapolis Star are losing their jobs. You know, the same journalists who said those things about you and about me, that we were terrible, horrible, no good white supremacists because we were white. Um, and the L.A. Times and other newspapers around the country, they're losing their jobs now. And they're upset that guys like us are laughing about it. Oh, I'm sorry. So you're allowed to call me the spawn of Satan. And then when you lose your job for being bad at it, I'm suddenly supposed to feel bad for you? No, learn to code, I think is the term you use. (laughs) (laughs) Learn to code. All right. What is coming up on your big show tonight, Tony? Well, we're going to take a look at the uh, Dementia Dan, excuse me, uh, President Biden and uh, his embarrassing performance in Virginia last night because he participated in some election denialism, don't you know? And there was a little bit of a gibberish man going on, too. But (laughs) if you watch the media, they're going to tell you that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the same person right now, cognitively. Yeah, yeah, bring the popcorn tonight. We're going to go through it frame by frame. That is Tony Kennett, the Tony Kennett cast, every Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock, right after our show here at 93 WIBC. You can also check out his work at The Daily Signal. Tonus, keep fighting the fight, man. Keep putting the uh, the heat to these yeah, people man. trying to do some wrong stuff. We appreciate it. They keep messing up. We keep laughing. There you go. That's Tony Kennett of the Tony Kennett cast. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.